At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Betting Across America, part two, presented by BetMGM. Thank you to Jeff Parles and James Salinas for kicking off our Sunday edition of Betting Across America. We shift over to the Circa Resort and Casino. I am Brady Cannon, along with Wes Reynolds from downtown Las Vegas on this Sunday of a 4th of July weekend here in the desert. Good afternoon to you, Mr. Reynolds. We had a double bill in the fight game on Saturday night mm-hmm. right here in Las Vegas, Nevada. So did you attend the wrestling event at the Grand Garden Arena and or did you watch UFC 276? I, I, I actually watched both. I did not attend either. And I'm glad I didn't. By the way, I was looking at the Twitter machine and saw that the uh, parking was kind of a uh, a foobar, shall we say, uh, <laughs> down there at the south end of the strip with an event going on at the MGM and then right across the street at the T-Mobile Arena. But but good, you know, solid fights. The main event, I think, in UFC 276 left us wanting a little bit more. Kind of a boring fight, but nevertheless, just as effective for Israel Adesanya, who retains over Jared Cannonier. And then Alexander Volkanovsky makes it 3-0 and over Max Holloway. So, uh, you know, about time maybe to start calling Volkanovsky the best 145, the best featherweight ever. So now he's kind of cleaned out the division. Does he move up to 155? That's kind of the next challenge, you would think, for Volkanovsky, the man from Australia, who still keeps getting booed he's getting annoyed by being like the heel even though he's not really a heel he's getting booed here when he comes to america so he's like i want to fight
point in my home country of Australia, maybe, and get the crowd behind me a little bit. So uh, I didn't get to him, though, because he was cool as ice and took care of Max Holloway pretty easily. Yeah, a pretty definitive victory there for Volkanovski. I did cash on him at minus 185, but I took a small shot on Cannoneer, and uh, he really never looked like he had much of a chance either. Uh, big dog, and all kinds of money was on the favorite in that. Yeah, I was uh, surprised he didn't wrestle a little bit more, that he didn't go for many more takedowns, and everybody that was commenting on the fight, because I'm watching and also following along on the Twitter, and like, why is he not going for a takedown here and just you know, he was going for it, but he was going for it in like the fifth round where it's like, that's not going to do you any good, boss. You're down either 4-0 or 3-1, to so you need a finish here to go ahead and win this title. Coming up on the show today, we will talk with Derek Cardi to preview the rest of the games for the evening slate on your Saturday. We'll keep you up to date on all the live betting opportunities in Major League Baseball. We'll also talk some NBA with former NBA player Eric Snow about the frenzy that is the NBA offseason going on. But we do have a Major League Baseball game going to first pitch here in just a couple of minutes, and that is the Arizona Diamondbacks visiting the Colorado Rockies at Coors Field in Colorado. It'll be Zach Gallen visiting Chad Cool in what is a rubber match between these two NL West foes. And Gallen, he was roughed up for six runs in five innings in his last outing against the San Diego Padres, whereas Chad Cool was fantastic. He threw a complete game shutout, a three-hitter in his last outing at Coors Field against the Los Angeles Dodgers, what ended in a 4-0 win for Colorado. Gallen in Arizona opened up as a road favorite, and right now they are still a road favorite at minus 115 on the money line. The total is 11, and that's down a tick west from 11.5 earlier this morning. Yeah, even at Coors Field on Getaway Sunday, Getaway Sunday afternoon, these get tend to get bet to the under, especially when you get both teams traveling. They're following series. Uh, Arizona, of course, already on the road, so they will go back home to face San Francisco, and then Colorado goes to uh, have a set at Chavez ravine with the Dodgers so whenever you get two teams and you see this a lot either on Wednesday slash Thursday right before the next series is going to begin for the weekend or on Sunday you see these getaway game day unders and that's I think what you're seeing get bet here it was 11 and a half even 12 at some uh, notable uh, faraway places and now you're seeing down to 11 about 11 minus uh, over or 120 I think is basically what I'm seeing in the market so uh, no play necessarily here for me but you mentioned Chad Cool, certainly at least in better recent form than is Zach Gallen. Uh, I don't necessarily disagree, but it is Coors Field, so I don't know if I want to follow the herd on the under. Well, is Chad Cool going to be able to follow up that performance that he uh, did on Monday against the Los Angeles Dodgers? I mean, that was probably his best outing of the year, and is he going to be able to replicate that mm-hmm. today? I just don't know. I did not get involved in this game, but you mentioned that that getaway day handicapping angle on a Wednesday before they go into the weekend series or on a Sunday before they move on to the next week. And I kind of employed that for that one game, one off situation between the Astros and the Yankees earlier Mm -hmm. this week. The Yankees went into Houston to take on the Astros. It was a very good pitching matchup. I did play under. I actually got eight and a half. It got all the way down to seven and a half. It finished two to one. It was under whichever way you played it. Um, But that felt like a getaway situation for me with the New York Yankees who were on their way to Cleveland the very following day. Yeah, absolutely. And, and look, you still got to obviously handicap each individual matchup in terms of the pitching, in terms of the lineups. But 
you don't want to play it across the board, but more often than not, you will see these unders, especially in the overnight, when you get a lot of maybe some of the sharper betters that are trying to get the best numbers when these are put out overnight for the next day, you will usually see these unders decline a little bit in price and get bet accordingly. That could be a setup, but more often than not in baseball, these are guys just trying to get out ahead of the number. So that is something that you will you will often see. All right, games in progress currently on the Diamonds. We have the Kansas City Royals and the Detroit Tigers, 6-4 to four currently in the top of the eighth inning in favor of the Kansas City Royals. Brady Singer got the start as an underdog today, Wes. And Brady Singer is a pretty darn good pitcher, the kid out of University of Florida. And I like to play on him when he is an underdog, mm-hmm. and I did it again today. Off to a good start, but the Tigers are not going away lightly here. 6-4 to four in the top of the eighth, Kansas City on top, your in-game total is at 12 and a half and if you want to lay the run line here you got to lay two and a half with Kansas City and it's a big favorite at minus 140 the Milwaukee Brewers are out to a two to nothing lead over the Pirates that is in the bottom of the fifth inning there the Miami Marlins they have now won 10 out of 11 games over the Washington Nationals and they're ahead two to nothing bottom of the fifth in this one already yeah Pablo Lopez perfect through four so it's not a thing until you get into like the sixth inning but just noticing that Miami, when you really look at them, only four games under 500. This isn't a team that really hits very well, but at the top of the rotation, they are very good. Sandy Alcantara, very much in the mix for the Cy Young race. Pablo Lopez probably should. He's kind of more of a dark horse down the board, but so far so good. Does have three walks, but has struck out three, so 2 nothing Miami over the hapless Washington Nationals. The Tampa Bay Rays and the Toronto Blue Jays all nodded at one apiece in the top of the fifth inning, and I am on Toronto here, the home team currently locked at one apiece with the Tampa Bay Rays. Your in-game total is at seven. The Atlanta Braves out in front of the Cincinnati Reds early. The roll continues for the Atlanta Braves so far anyway. Top of the sixth inning, they lead Cincinnati one to nothing. And the Guardians out in front of the New York Yankees one to nothing. Bottom of the fifth inning there. Your in-game total all the way down to four and a half. The New York Mets out in front of the Texas Rangers early. Bottom of the fourth inning, New York on top four to one. And the Los Angeles Angels trying to get a win in Houston finally out to a two to nothing lead bottom of the third inning right now over the Astros. And I tell you, Wes, Houston is really rolling. Yeah, absolutely. I tried to get in front of them. I know you did on Friday night. I tried to do it on Saturday. I don't think either of us did it on Sunday, maybe learned our lesson short term. (laughs) But nevertheless, Angels up two to nothing. Uh, By the way, in a couple of those updates you gave there, still a no hitter going for Charlie Morton through five innings, uh, one to nothing over the Reds. The Reds just continue to struggle they have reached the dog days of summer one run for the Braves zero for the Reds they are still in the top of the six and uh, also we got that uh, shutout going in Minnesota Minnesota still trying to put their first hit together it is in the bottom of the fourth no score yep no score between the Orioles and the Twins your in-game total for that one is all the way down to five not even halfway through the ball game just yet and the Chicago Cubs and the Boston Red Sox are underway we talked about this on Saturday the Chicago Cubs I I didn't really want to back them on Saturday but they just keep finding Mm -hmm. a way to beat the Boston Red Sox one to nothing right now in the top of the third inning at Wrigley Field your in-game total is at seven and a half are you rooting for anything on the Diamonds that is currently underway Wes uh, not a whole lot here. Uh, just the uh, Yankees under seven and a half is something I'm looking at. Also played the uh, under in the Milwaukee and Pittsburgh game, which is two nothing in the bottom of the fifth. But uh, not a ton of action for me on baseball because uh, obviously focused on the doings on the golf course there in the quad.
Quad Cities and uh, see if we can get our man home. Yeah, the John Deere Classic, of course. Uh, they, they finish on Sundays on the PGA Tour. Yes, they do. Yes, uh, they finished up on They play Sunday. all four rounds. <laughs> they do, and there's a cut and everything. Uh, JT Poston got off to a tremendous start, birdied the first three holes of his round, but he then did bogey the fifth hole, so his lead is down to just three strokes. That's where he started the day with his three-stroke th- uh, three lead. He's at 21 under par. He leads Emiliano Grillo, who is in second place at 18 under. Michael Glidjik at 16 under, along with Callum Terran and Bo Hogue, also at 16 under. And Callum Terran, Wes, is a guy I think we start have to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. He did really well at the uh, U.S. Open. This guy has showed pretty well in a couple of tournaments as of late and right here in the top five again. A chance to pick up very valuable FedEx Cup points here, obviously, to get his card. Getting the uh, 125 here at BetMGM, by the way, JT Poston minus two and a quarter. He was almost minus $5, but did bogey on number fives in the bunker here at number six. So he is minus 225 with a three-shot lead. Emiliano Grillo from Argentina, plus 260. And then Bo Ho goes down to 20 to one. He is five back. So right now, Poston a three-shot lead over Grillo and then a five-shot lead over Gligich, Terran, Hogue, Hadley, and I'm looking to see who else is tied. That's about it. But uh, JT Poston, nevertheless, looked like he was going to put it away. Three straight birdies, but a bogey and going to have to struggle to save par here at number six. You and our friend uh, Mikhail record the Formula One podcast. Did you cash anything on the racetrack I, I did with Lewis Hamilton getting a podium finish. By the way, Carlos Sainz gets his first ever win, won the pole and also won the race. Uh, a very dramatic accident on lap one. Uh, fortunately, everybody is safe, but you'll see it probably on all your sport highlight shows tonight. Uh, a big crash in the uh, first turn going into Silverstone over in Great Britain today. All right, just getting started here on the second half of Betting Across America, live from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. And we'll talk a little golf in the next segment. Got a big couple of golf tournaments coming up in the next couple of weeks. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into Betting Across America. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. Time to talk a little golf, and we have got a heck of a lot of good golf coming up, not only today, but tomorrow. The J.P. McManus Pro-Am in Limerick, Ireland. Tiger Woods is in that field, and then they will go to the Scottish Open that will tee off next Thursday, and then, of course, a week from then, we will have the 150th edition of the Open Championship. The British Open takes place at the old course at St. Andrews. It ought to be a beauty to round out the major championship series of 2022 let's talk john deere classic first i know you're sweating jt poston over here you got him at 55 to 1 he is currently minus 150 to go on and win this golf tournament he began the day with a three-shot lead and in the overnight adjusted odds he was basically even money to go ahead and close it out on sunday i believe this would be a wire-to-wire win for jt poston, yeah he's correct? led after all three rounds and by the way he was about minus five dollars just about maybe 20 minutes ago or so, but he's bogeyed uh, his last two holes, and all of a sudden that four-shot lead has become a two-shot lead for Poston. Still the odds-on favorite at minus 150. He was the first and the only player so far to reach 20 under par. Was at 22, now back at 20 under par. Emiliano Grillo, 18 uh, under. He is currently plus 225. And then as I'm reading these odds, of course, they disappear. Uh, (laughs) Bohog, minus 17. He is currently uh, birdied number eight, so he is three-strike back Michael Glidgets at 16 under Callum Terran 16 under and then a host of players at 15 under I think it's about a five or six way tie there so now posting man the price that's making me nervous now only down to minus 135 here so uh you know birdied the first three and it's like okay he's gonna put this one away and we're gonna be able to you know lean back and set our feet up on the table but not necessarily that's uh never the way it usually works here so uh JT Poston's gonna have to stop the bleeding here with two straight bogeys Well, you know, Wes, 20 under par, right around 20 under par is typically the winning score for this tournament year in and year out. And it doesn't deviate too far from that. In fact, at the Westgate, the winning score prop under or over would have amounted to 20 and a half under par. So JT Poston is to that magic number currently, but he does certainly have some pressure behind him. Yeah, and he's feeling it now because he just flew the green here. He has hit so many good irons this week and absolutely just flew the green over here on the par. R37. So, uh, you know, uh, maybe, maybe I need to go back home because as soon as I get on the air here, he's starting to choke a little bit, but <laughs> still a two shot lead. He's going to have to get up and down to scramble to save par here, but he absolutely 
overcooked that approach. Yeah, a lot of golf left there. JT Poston currently playing the seventh hole, so not even to the back nine for his Sunday, currently holding on to a two-stroke lead over Emiliano Grillo. Let's talk about the Live Golf Series. They wrapped up their tournament on Saturday at Pumpkin Ridge Golf Club in Portland, Oregon. Brandon Grace, this is becoming the South African tour here. Mm -hmm. Charles Schwartzel from South Africa wins the London event a few weeks ago, and Brandon Grace gets the win on Saturday up in Oregon, 13 under par for the final score. The newest member, or one of the newest members to the Live Tour, Carlos Ortiz, he comes in second at 11 under par. Patrick Reed and Dustin Johnson both finish third at 9 under par. Louis Eustazen at 7 under par. DeChambeau finishes 10th at 2 under par. Brooks Kepka finishes the tournament even par and in 16th place. And Phil Mickelson Boy, has golf been bad for him lately. He finishes 40th. This field only has mm-hmm. about 48 players in it. Mm-hmm. Mickelson finishes 10 over par. And if you look at the last eight rounds of golf Phil Mickelson has played, or I should say three rounds here in Portland, three rounds here in London, and two rounds at the U.S. Open where he missed the cut, over those last eight rounds, he is 31 strokes yeah. over par. I mean, look, some guys are, are, are different a little bit in their motivation because some guys are coming to get a paycheck here. This is their retirement fund, basically, you know, taking this uh, money from Live Golf. And then you have some guys that I think still might have a little bit of good golf in them, like Charles Schwartzel in the first event and then uh, Brandon Grace yesterday. These are guys that I still think are competing a little bit, but, you know, felt like they needed to come here. They weren't necessarily winning regularly on the DP World Tour anymore or the BGA Tour but might, you know, kind of jumpstart their game a little bit. But you're seeing with some of the, like, the European guys like Poulter and, like, Garcia and McDowell and some of these guys, their days of winning are probably behind them. Yeah. And, you know, now they're kind of complaining uh, a little bit that they're not going to be able to maybe play Ryder Cup because they're uh, banned from DP World Tour events. It's like, you knew what your decision was, and I thought Patty Harrington, who was the last Ryder Cup captain up at Whistling Straits for Team Europe, made a good point. He's like, you know, I don't begrudge you guys for doing it, but you made your bed, now you got to lie in it. Right. And he's absolutely right. I mean, you knew what was going to happen here. And they asked Zach Johnson, who's playing here in the John Deere Classic, who is the USA Ryder Cup captain for next year. Henrik Stenson's the captain on the European side for 2023. But he said, look, the way you get Ryder Cup points is to qualify. It's done by the PGA of America. They set up, they are the sanctioning body for the U.S. side on the Ryder Cup. And you get points being a member of the PGA of America by being on the PGA Tour. So if you're not playing PGA Tour events, you're not getting Ryder Cup points. But I think what you're seeing with the, with this live event, and, and, and look, I, I'm not necessarily in favor of it based on who funds this. We don't need to go into that. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's really a weird product, I think. You know, to see, I think it was Taylor Gooch, she was part of the team yeah. that won yesterday. He's like, I've never played in a Ryder Cup or a President's Cup before, but I can't imagine it's much different right here than that. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you don't know of what you speak. You know, that's like, you know. Dustin Johnson laughed at him. Yeah, way, yeah. Pa- even Patrick Reed, who's been kind of <laughs> anti-PGA Tour and very much pro-live and, and carrying the flag for that new uh, new golf tour, was kind of, you know, had the smirk on his face like, Really? You know, like, I mean, the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup, that is a different level of emotion. So uh, uh, Taylor Gooch uh, might want to uh, think before he speaks and thinks before he tweets. I know he did a thing where the PGA Tour all of a sudden raised prize money for their events for next year's schedule. And then he does the you're welcome. I'm like, 
bro, you just won your first event at the RSM Classic last fall. You were a blip on the radar screen, like Freddie Couple said about yeah. Pat Perez. Grain you were a sand. grain of sand. Okay, you are not important in this matter. So, you know, uh, look, uh, we ended up getting some more cream rise to the top, though, in this second event out in Portland, at least yesterday, because you had more depth at the top. You had Carlos Ortiz, Reed, uh, some of these other guys that were first-time players of this, so... I mean, it's going to keep going. They're going to have 14 events reportedly next year instead of eight this year. Taylor Gooch, Patrick Reed, Dustin Johnson, and Pat Perez won the team portion of the Live event in Portland, and that earned each one of them $750,000 despite Pat Perez shooting a Jerry Rice. That's an 80 mm-hmm. on Saturday. Uh, but he got his money, and if you saw at that the uh, party that they have on Tuesday, they have like a little party or a mm-hmm. little social event for everybody in the field and all the cats. And maybe a Calcutta going on others. Yes. And uh, <laughs> Pat Perez had a collared shirt with hundred dollar bills. Oh, geez. That's basically what it was. So it's like, well, at least, you know why he's here. He's 46 years old and he can't win on anymore on the BGA tour. So he's going to get the bag. And, and I can understand that logically. It doesn't mean I have to like it, but I certainly at least can understand it. What do you make uh, our producer, Elliot Bauman and I were speaking uh, before the show today. I think as more of these events happen, uh, it's going to be less and less attractive. It was yeah. a new thing, obviously, in London, and then mm-hmm. you had an even better field here in mm-hmm. Portland. And it's a got better, that new car smell, right? Sure, and, and a better field here in Portland than we see on the PGA Tour for the John Deere. We know the John Deere is in a very tough scheduling spot this year. Also, typically never a great field here in mm-hmm. Silvis, Illinois, for this event anyway. Um, but... Again, I, I, it's very difficult to even find a leaderboard. The leaderboard, when you do find it, it is very tough to figure out. They don't even tell yeah, you how many not holes exact, the guys There's threw. not exactly a strokes gain data or stats no. or any of that stuff. And you mentioned about the John Deere. They scheduled this purposefully against the John Deere so, oh, that, sure. Greg, so that Greg Norman can tweet out, oh, we've got yeah. this many major champions and all this stuff. It's like, okay, go against Jack's tournament at the Memorial or go against the Bay Hill, the Arnold Palmer Invitational, and let's see what the draw. And I tell you what, I I do have to give Greg Norman a little bit of credit for his enthusiasm and the way he's interacting with the fans. He's throwing Mm -hmm. beers out to everybody. I don't like how he's bashing the competition. No, that I is not either. attractive, no matter what industry and, and, and you're in. And we know that this is part partially ego. It's not just the amount, the exorbitant amount of money that not only the players, but probably Greg Norman is getting in his pockets and his coffers. But Greg Norman tried to start a tour back in the mid 1990s, mm-hmm. a World Golf League, and Tim Fincham really cut him off at the knees when he did the World Golf Championship. So Greg Norman has always remembered that he's always carried a personal grudge. So this. This is personal, I think, for Greg Norman here. He wants to hurt the PGA Tour. He absolutely does. And, uh, you know, I think he's trying to do it. And, you know, he's gone back and forth with Rory and some of the other big names that have kind of carried the flag and stayed loyal to the PGA Tour. So this is going to get initially worse before it gets better. But eventually you do wonder... Is the novelty going to wear off? I, I feel like it is. Uh, but uh, before we get out of here, one more thing. I'm batting a thousand for betting the European tour. Adrian Moronk got nice home Nice job. For me. I wish I, that, that's something to be said too for golf betting. Uh, you know, even if a guy kind of burns you or you don't get an outright, but he's close, 
Stick with that guy. I bet Adrian Moronk, the man from Poland, about three times this year, and he's been, you know, top 5, 10, 15. Didn't play him this week, and you did. Very well done. Adrian Moronk, great putting round this afternoon. And we talked about it uh, on Saturday on Betting Across America, handicapping the handicappers. I, I am not a European expert, European tour expert like you are. I looked at your picks. I looked at some other guys' picks. I looked at the markets. I came up with four guys. One of them hit. Not a bad method sometimes if you don't know otherwise how to go about it. We'll come back with more on Betting Across America in just a moment. Stick around. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Summer Special is here for only $19. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily baseball best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which includes daily best bets, emails, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. Welcome back to Betting Across America, taking a look at the baseball scoreboard, the Detroit Tigers and Kansas City Royals. Detroit thought they had a double play to get out of the top of the ninth inning. Not the case. They reviewed the play. Runner is safe. So Kansas City still hitting in the top of the ninth inning. They lead 6-4. to four. Milwaukee blanking the Pittsburgh Pirates. And did you say there's a no-no going on in that one in the Brewer game? Uh, not in the Brewer game. Uh, there was one going on in the Reds game. Reds do get a hit leadoff here in the bottom of of the seven, so that is no longer a no-hit bid. We do have one. It is only in the fifth inning, though. Tyler Wells has not given up a hit yet for Baltimore. He's got seven strikeouts and four and a third, so we do have that going on. We also are in the bottom of the six, where we have uh, Pablo Lopez currently no-hitting the Washington Nationals. Five and a thirds, four strikeouts, three walks, but no hits allowed by Pablo Lopez, so Nationals still yet to get that first hit this afternoon. All right. Well, Milwaukee is currently pitching a shutout against the Pirates. Bottom of the sixth inning there at PNC Park. Two to nothing in favor of the Brewers. Your in-game total all the way down to four and a half runs. Miami, two to nothing over Washington. Also the in-game total at four and a half runs there in the bottom of the sixth inning. Tampa Bay really putting it on the Toronto Blue Jays right now. Seven to one. Yeah, they just got seven runs in the uh, top, or six runs rather, in the top of the fifth. So uh, Tampa Bay did sweep the Blue Jays uh, yesterday up there in the six so trying to get three or four and from not Toronto. looking good for my Tam- uh, Toronto Blue Jays bet right now your in-game total in that one all the way up to 11 and a half in just a matter of minutes here the Atlanta Braves still hanging on to a one nothing lead over the Cincinnati Reds Cleveland still leading New York one to nothing the New York Mets still four to one over the Texas Rangers and the Astros are on the board the Angels now leading Houston two to one and Baltimore leading Minnesota one to nothing nice effort by the way for the uh, Guardians today who did get swept yesterday yesterday uh every time i see t mckenzie for the indians i'm always thinking of trivian mckenzie our former uh, colleague here at visa (laughs) it is tristan mckenzie by the way he's gone six strong only giving up one hit seven strikeouts so uh not often that you see the yankees having to go in the seventh inning with a zero on the run column and only a one in the hit column and your man jt poston found the fairway with his drive on number eight and he also just stuck another iron shot to about seven or eight feet so he is going to have a look at birdie and trying to extend his 
lead back to three shots over Emiliano Grillo. Uh, let's talk a little football here, Wes. In the news and the notes this week, Commanders wide receiver Terry McLaurin agrees to a three-year extension worth up to $70 million. The Washington Commanders and their star receiver agreed to a three-year extension worth $23.3 million per year. This is per NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. McLaurin, he was in the final year of his contract and was set to make just $2.7 million in 2022. So if you look at the bulk of the star power as far as the skill position players on offense for the Washington Commanders, Carson Wentz, Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, Curtis Samuel, and Logan Thomas. In your mind, is that enough to win the NFC East? No, it is not. But it is still good news that Terry McLaurin is re-signed. Uh, I think gives Wentz a legitimate number one receiver in which to throw to. And that's what you need for a quarterback that I think needs his confidence built up a little bit. Ended the season very poorly in Indianapolis. And they elected to move on from Carson Wentz. So McLaurin signing with the Commanders is very good news for a team and a franchise that really needs a lot of good news. Considering the fact that their owner is being asked to come before. For Congress and 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 give some and some sort of testimony. That's never a good thing. You never want to get called before Congress. And the fact that uh, we know uh, Jack Del Rio, uh, the defensive coordinator, made some comments about some certain things that uh, certainly rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, and certainly uh, may I think maybe rubbed some of his players the wrong way. But you know, Washington is in that NFC East, and the NFC East, if you look at all everybody that kind of evaluates you know strongest schedule weakest schedule what have you all the nfc east teams are kind of up there on the easiest schedule list simply because they're playing a couple of the weaker divisions in well, terms Washington of out-of-division games. Washington had a brutal schedule last yes. year. Yeah, and that's why I like them on the under. Uh, I don't know if I'm necessarily rushing to bet the under on them this year, but they all have easy schedules because the NFC East plays the AFC South mm -hmm. and the NFC North, which are probably, you would say, two of the weaker divisions, at least top to bottom, in the National Football League. But it's not just one or two teams, all of them. I think all of them are like in the top five or six for easiest schedule so you know I don't think that's enough for the commanders I still think it's a two-team division with Dallas and Philadelphia of the bottom two the Giants and the commanders I actually think the Giants are going to be the more improved team with Brian Dable now as the head coach they've added some help for Daniel Jones I thought they drafted very well with some guys that can contribute Wink Martindale takes over as defensive coordinator I think that that's an upgrade for the Giants so the short answer of this is no on the commanders one big loss for the Washington Commanders that may go a bit unnoticed is loss of offensive lineman Brandon Sheriff. He goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and this guy is one of the best guards in the entire NFL. And it's amazing. If you go all the way back to the days when Alex Smith was the quarterback for Washington, their record against the spread when Brandon Sheriff is in the lineup is incredible. Mm -hmm. And it's an absolute polar opposite when he was injured or not in the lineup. He's going to be a very nice addition for Trevor Lawrence across that offensive line in Jacksonville. I uh, also want to talk a little Baker Mayfield here and the chance of him being able to reconcile his differences with the Cleveland Browns and return to that team. He was asked earlier this week at a youth football camp that he runs if reconciliation could be reached. And Mayfield said, I think for that to happen, there would have to be some reaching out, but I think we're ready to move on on both sides. And we were talking about this on Saturday as well. You talk about the chance of him being able to uh, mend, you know, the fences with the Cleveland Browns and possibly retake that starting position. And, and then there's also the chance that he could go to the Carolina Panthers. These two teams meet 
mm-hmm. in week one. Right. And it, it was interesting. If you look at the point spread, of course, when it was thought that Deshaun Watson was going to be behind center for Cleveland, the point spread was in favor of the Browns on the road at Carolina by four points. That's now down to two and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, they're, they're still favored, the Browns, by two and a half rather than four. I'm ran, uh, wondering at this point, would you rather lay it or take it? I'd still rather lay it. I think Jacoby Brissett is still a capable quarterback, and that's who it will be. Assuming Watson, you know, we were thinking six games, it might be none of the games that he's going to be eligible, depending on what happens here at the league. But Cleveland's schedule is, I think, pretty manageable early on. You have the Panthers, the Jets, the Steelers at home at Atlanta, who's expect them to be a bottom feeder. You do get the Chargers and Patriots, who are, you know, on paper maybe better than you are, but you get them at home. Cleveland has a really talented roster, mm-hmm. but can Jacoby Brissett, you know, how far can you go? What is Jacoby Brissett's ceiling now at the Cleveland Browns? We kind of know what he is. He's a quarterback that doesn't lose games for you, but he's not a guy that just goes and grabs a win for you. So, you know, what you were saying about Mayfield I mean we've thought that Carolina and him that that was going to happen it hasn't happened yet there's been rumors about Seattle that hasn't materialized as of yet because Seattle currently has Drew Locke and Geno Smith I don't know if that's necessarily the uh, the uh, most stable of quarterback situations, shall we say. But, yeah, I don't expect Baker Mayfield is going to be back in Cleveland. You just wonder when they're going to be able to get this deal done in Carolina. I think they're still the front runner, but Seattle still at least is a little bit of a possibility. I tell you what, um, Matt Humans and I were talking about this same question. Week one, Carolina hosting the Cleveland Browns, and Matt was telling me there are still some threes out there. I would either buy this up to three or possibly tease it up to eight and a half. I, I would want to side with Carolina here. The tease is probably the best bet on this one because I like tease and underdogs, especially when the totals are moving to the under because mm-hmm. this was 43 and a half. Now it's pretty much 42 across the bo- board. That's a relatively low total for a National Football League game, even in week one. So your teaser angle probably is the best play there. Well, I think there's a lot of urgency in Carolina, especially for head coach Matt Rule. He is absolutely on the hot seat. You look at his history of starting off quickly, and he did last year where they won their first three games in a row. You expect to have Christian McCaffrey back in the lineup healthy. This guy has been beaten up by injury so much in the last couple of seasons, but I believe that urgency, a healthy roster in week one, uh, wanting to get a win at home. They go on on the road to New York in the very next week so I believe it's going to be very important to get a win that first week and I think there's probably just too much uh, in disarray in the Cleveland locker room not mm-hmm. knowing who their starting quarterback might be you know head coach Kevin Stefanski hasn't exactly been the leader that we saw a couple seasons ago so I would probably want to play on the home team taking the points here yeah I mean I could totally see that I'm not rushing necessarily to bet Cleveland that would be my lean on the road because that first game where it's like you know, can they play that us against the world mentality? Yeah. Like nobody thinks we're going to be any good. Nobody's given us a chance. We're going to ride with our guy, Jacoby Brissett here and give a really good effort. But I think probably the best angle is use a dance partner with Carolina in terms of a week one teaser. Yep. I would agree with that. And you make a good point. You know, Jacoby Brissett could come in there with a little bit of a chip in his shoulder. You know, hey, no, nobody paying attention to me. It's not all about Baker and Deshaun. I'm this guy this week. We'll come back with more baseball talk with Derek Cardi coming up next. Next.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, yeah, because you got to think, he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on top of that. that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came to my room crying tears. (laughs) I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into BetMGM Reward points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Derek Cardi now joins us. He is a frequent contributor here on the VSIN network when it comes to Major League Baseball analysis. You can follow him on Twitter at Derek Cardi, and you can also find his write ups at vsin.com. One there on your daily newsletter came out today with all the stats and trends and baseball information going on. Very good stuff. Derek, great to be speaking with you once again. Thank you for joining us here. And we've got a few games that will go to first pitch on the Diamonds in about 30 minutes or so. And I will begin in San Francisco where the White Sox are going for a sweep on the road over the San Francisco Giants. And San Francisco has really been slumping. They've only won three of their last 12 games. And they now trail the Los Angeles Dodgers in the National League West by eight and a half games. Today, it'll be Lucas Giolito going against John Brebbia. And for the third day in a row, the Giants are once again the favorite. How did you handicap this one, Derek? And do you have a play in this game? Uh, I don't have a play in this game. This one, the market seems to have gotten pretty perfectly. You know, the Giants are a small favorite. My projection system has them as a small favorite. So I don't think you need to force a bet in this game, you know, given that it seems pretty fair. Derek, uh, one more question, though, I do want to ask about the White Sox. They are going for the sweep here in San Francisco today. And look, uh, they've been probably, you could say, I think the biggest disappointment in Major League Baseball based on the preseason expectations. But do you think that there is a buy spot for the Chicago White Sox here? They've uh, they've had a lot of guys on the injured list. And really, a lot of the sharper baseball handicappers I talk to think, okay, when they get these guys back healthy, you know, they just got Tim Anderson back. When they get Grandal back, when they get Jimenez back that this team all of a sudden is going to make a surge in the second half of the season. Do you agree with that assessment? Yeah. I mean, obviously when they get guys healthy, they're going to get better, but I do think this was a team that was maybe a little overrated coming into the year. And, and there's no guarantee of, of when these guys are going to come back, you know, whether they're going to be at full strength when they get back, whether the injuries are going to linger a little bit, you know, they're in a little bit of a hole already and and they're going to be without some guys for a little bit of time. So it, it always depends on the odds. But this isn't a team that I'm like overly optimistic about. You know, I think they're a bit above 500 the rest of the way, but nothing crazy. In Seattle today, we've got uh, Oakland and Seattle, Frankie Montas against Robbie Ray. Derek, you look at Frankie Montas's metrics, and they're not really that bad, but he's not getting a lot of wins because this Oakland lineup just does not have a lot of potency <laughs> and a lot of power. Nevertheless, on the other side, Robbie Ray been a little bit of a disappointment had that bounce back season in Toronto still can strike out a lot of guys but kind of getting back into the Robbie Ray we saw in Arizona where he's just walking too many guys uh, what do you make Oakland Seattle this afternoon yeah I think there's a little bit of value on the Oakland side nothing crazy but I do have them projected as uh, as a small value Robbie Ray like you said starting to have issues with control again I mean no surprise like it was kind of unrealistic to expect him to just all of a sudden be amazing with his control. So a little bit of regression, I think, was to be expected. And even though Oakland's offense is is perhaps the worst in baseball or certainly down there, Robbie Ray is a lefty with a wide platoon split, and he's facing nine right-handers today. So I would give a little bit of an edge to, to Oakland here, uh, at least given the odds. Yeah. Derek, uh, yeah, Frankie Montas, I mean, in his last outing, he was brilliant. He held the Yankees to just two runs, and like your, to your point, Wes, they lost two to one. Yeah, the ERA is just <laughs> over three. The XFIP is about the same, just over three. That's going to get it done most spots, but he's made 16 starts, three and eight this year. Just not a lot of power in that Oakland lineup. Not playing a for a great team. Pitcher. It's a shame because, I mean, he should be winning more games, but he just has no support. I, I'd expect him to be traded at the deadline probably and, and really to start, you know, pick 
picking up the wins in the second half. That's a great call right there. Yeah, certainly a hot commodity is Frankie Montas. Uh, Clayton Kershaw was not good in his last outing at Coors Field. I remember opening day, the Rockies beat him a, a few years ago, and that was one of his worst outings at Coors Field as well. Looking to bounce back tonight, taking on the Padres, and they're trying to go for a four-game sweep of their NL West foe, the San Diego Padres. Kershaw will get the ball against the rookie Mackenzie Gore, and Kershaw is a big favorite here at home, minus 210 with a total of eight and Derek I was looking at this series with Joe Musgrove going to the hill for the Padres in game one when the Dodgers were just coming off of that nine game road trip and about to start an 11 game homestand that that spot looked good for me to take a shot with the Padres ace but they couldn't get it done San Diego had all kinds of opportunities but they wound up losing that game three to one and I think that kind of took the wind out of their sails. They lose again. They lose with you, Darvish on Saturday. And here they are facing a four-game sweep. It just has not gone well for San Diego at all. Yeah, and honestly, I'd, I'd expect the, the Dodgers to complete the sweep here. You know, it's, it's uncommon, I would say, for um, my system to be, like, really gung-ho about favorites. But we do have... A situation here with the Dodgers where, yeah, they're a heavy favorite, but they should probably be an even heavier favorite. The implied win percentage by these odds is about 65%, and my projections say they should win closer to 70% of the time here. This is uh, obviously a really, really good Dodgers team. They're getting Mookie Betts back tonight. And, and yeah, Kershaw, you know, coming off a bad outing, but it's Coors Field. I'm going to give him a pass for that, and I think maybe the odds are, uh, you know, maybe accounting for that a little bit too much. Derek, uh, Sunday night baseball tonight, good pitching matchup. I think Adam Wainwright and Zach Wheeler. And look, uh, Adam Wainwright continues to get it done. 15 starts is to pitch 91 innings at 40 years old. Still getting that ground ball contact, uh, throwing the curveball a lot. Money's coming in on Philadelphia, though, tonight. Philadelphia about minus 150, minus 155-ish uh, favorite. Cardinals you can get around plus 140 as an underdog. Cardinals uh, starting to maybe struggle a little bit with the bats. Uh, they got so red hot early in the season. And look, this is an older roster, but somehow, some way, they still maintain to uh, be in contention. What do you make Cardinals Philly Sunday night baseball tonight? Yeah, this is another situation where I'm I'm on the favorite. It, it feels weird because I feel like a lot of times the value really is on on underdogs, but that's not the case here. I will take Philadelphia here. Implied win percentage is 59%. My projection system says 64%. So this is a spot where I think there's a decent amount of value on the Phillies. Wainwright's been getting it done, but like it just seems like smoke and mirrors. Like he's just, he's old. He doesn't strike anybody out anymore. The strikeouts continue to go down. He has the lowest home run per fly ball rate, which is generally a luck indicator uh, since he's had since 2014. Like eventually he's going to start allowing more home runs. He's allowing a lot of balls in play to begin with. This is, uh, I don't think this is sustainable for Wainwright. And I think the Phillies in general are just an underrated offense. Yeah, Derek. Uh, so I, yeah, it, it was uh, like last year, the last couple of years, Adam Wainwright was kind of like baseball's version of Tom Brady. This guy just kept doing it at, at a ripe old age. Uh, but now it seems like maybe Father Time has finally caught up to this guy a little bit. He's been much more average this season. Uh, we've got just about a minute left here. And I know you've got some thoughts about the Atlanta Braves, the hottest team in baseball. I believe they're 23 and six now since June 1st. And they're currently in a 1 1 tie with the Cincinnati Reds, but you've got some thoughts on the futures market uh, on the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, I like the odds on the Braves uh, 
to win the division. I like the odds on the Braves to win, you know, the World Series. This is a spot where the Braves are, I think, the second best team in baseball behind the Dodgers. At least my projection system thinks they are. They have a nice schedule coming up over the rest of the year. They're very talented. You know, the other teams in the division are dealing with some injuries. The Mets, obviously, with their pitching. Philly just lost Bryce Harper. So I really like the odds on the Braves long term. And, yeah, there, there's plenty of value here. All right, Derek. Well, thank you so much again for joining us. Uh, go Dodgers, go Phillies, and go Atlanta Braves. Let's do it. All right, that is Derek Cardi. Follow him on Twitter at Derek Cardi, and also check out his work at vsin.com. He appears on our website and also in our Daily Best Bets newsletter. Uh, I kind of like the sides that he's on, Wes. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Padres, you know, they had an opportunity to catch the Dodgers, and this has got to be really deflating to be down 0-3 and looking at a sweep here straight in the face. The Phillies make sense to me. And, hey, how can you argue the Braves right now? Yeah, and and look, I like the Braves long-term. Maybe not necessarily today, considering the Reds, who were getting no hit, got four hits now and three runs here in the bottom of the eighth. So uh, Reds now have taken the lead over the Atlanta Braves 3-1. to 3-1 to one in favor of Cincinnati, and we're in the bottom of the eighth inning. So looking to hand a rare loss to the Atlanta Braves. The Reds looking for their 27th win on the season. When we come back, we will talk a little. Baseball continues on the program here as we look at some of the futures markets, division odds, and those World Series odds that Derek Carty is high on the Atlanta Braves with when we return right here on Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.